Nourish your inner power with alcohol-free organic sparkling teas and botanicals made with ethically sourced, regeneratively grow ingredients. That's right, drinksarilla.com. That's drink, S-A-R-I-L-L-A.com. And you can check out their variety of flavors from sparkling organic green hibiscus tea to sparkling organic white ginger tea. They have sparkling organic apple black tea, sparkling organic lemon black tea, Tulsi lime sparkling botanical, and rubus vanilla sparkling botanical as well. That's six different flavors to serve. Or you can check them out online and get the Cirilla starter pack sampler gift. Drinksarilla.com. Try it today. All information herein is for information purposes only. Nothing heard on this podcast is considered financial advice. Bullish Picks cannot and does not assess, verify, or guarantee the adequacy, accuracy, or completeness of any information heard on this show. The hearer bears responsibility for her or his own investment research and decisions. Great day, family. You are tapped into the Bullish Picks podcast with your main man, 100 Grand, Ken Blanks Harrell, right here streaming on your favorite podcast and platform where we give you everything you need from Main Street to Wall Street so that you can navigate these choppy waters. You've got stock market questions. I've got stock market answers. Tap in. Catch me on IG at Ask Blank. All right. We are here. We are back with more of the Bullish Picks podcast with your main man, 100 grand, Ken Blanks Harrell. And we are talking about automotive stocks, automotive stocks. This episode has been inspired by the upcoming North American International Auto Show taking place in the Motor City. That's right, Detroit. Detroit, Michigan is where it goes down and is up and coming. And we are discussing who could be the potential winners, who could be the potential losers from this show this is a highly respected trade show industry show where you get to see what's new what's on the cusp what's on the horizon in the automotive industry be on the forefront of technology innovation and all that good stuff and so when you visit their website naias.com naias for north american international auto show.com you'll see the whole lineup all right, you'll see the whole the whole rundown and you know they're talking about things like AI intelligent charging. All right, they got a whole powering Michigan EV experience. They also have more conversations going to be taking place on like um, mobility, auto mobility, right? Like the autonomous driving and things of that nature, a lot of exhibits. And so I'm looking to see where the opportunities could be not just with, again, the manufacturers themselves, but also the wraparound businesses, right? They have startups there as well, early round investor type person. They're talking about a lot of the drone have a play in this stuff, drone capital, gravity. They have the vehicles having the the motion, the sensors, it's just so much technology type stuff in here. Uh, you got Samsung going to be in the house. Um, Tajan Automotive Technologies. 
Vodafone business. It's it's just a lot of different things. They're trying to make it so that your vehicle can like be an office on wheels and do anything. And like, you don't even have to touch nothing. You don't have to pay attention to nothing. Like that's where, that's the direction that is going into. And it's a matter of where's the opportunity for us lie as investors. So I'm looking at low hanging fruit. This is something, this is close to home where I can come pop in and, and get on the ground floor do some networking, have some conversations and ask some things from an interested investor perspective. Because I want to know. And people are there, you know, to not just brag about their company, right? But through the brag, they're valuable sources of information. So if you have the right questions, you can get the right answer. But people are not out just giving you what you may want, because they don't, they're not mind readers. They don't know that you're really being a savvy investor. You're not just there to get caught up in the ooh, ah, the, the glitz and get glamour of the show. You're really there to probe and then to process all the information you gather to see if we can make a savvy investment decision. And so the next best big play might be there. So I'm looking at, I'm honestly looking at some options on some of these. I'm doing my due diligence now, being full, fully transparent. Now, you don't have to play in the mud or do no crazy moves. I'm not saying do what I do, and I'm not doing anything crazy. But I do look at it as a catalyst, right? I don't know what other time of year is there a real spark for the automotive industry to have relevance other than the international auto show. You know, when that kicks off, and I know they have auto shows in other season states, but this is the big one. This is the main one, and you can get ahead, right? It's an opportunity to really get ahead. You see some some game changing technology or some, you know, some vehicle that's going to be like, oh, they brought what back? Like how they brought back the Bronco, or they do the Mustang. There's always they try to always bring something back or or come up with some kind of concept vehicle that's going to be that deal. Well, I'm trying to see what that deal is, and you can too. So. We're going to do per request. Uh, we will look under the hood at a few tickers. But before I jump into some tickers, I did mention out some other opportunities to explore. And one is I was thinking about if you want to get deeper than just the manufacturers and you're talking about things like the innovation technology, EV, or even the, the, the AI, who's putting the chips in these vehicles? Right. Research who do the manufacturers, the manufacturer has contracts with, who are their suppliers. Right. One thing is like all the EVs need, and I'm just going by EV because that's innovation thinking forward. And I told you earlier how states are adopting laws where they're going to outlaw selling brand new gas powered vehicles. So you don't have to have a, 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 some kind of EV or renewable energy play. Well, what if you don't invest in the brand that's the most popular, right? Because somebody could say they get a Tesla, they could go with a, a Rivian, something else. I know that you know Ford has EVs, Mercedes, a lot of people got EVs now, right? Everybody started the paradigm shift to EV, but who's providing the batteries? That's what my mind think. Instead of maybe chasing down who's the biggest, who's the winner or the loser as far as the manufacturer, who are they getting their batteries from? Or even a digger, a, a bigger or dig or a deeper dig than that, who's providing the lithium ion that's going in the batteries? And don't they need like cobalt or something as well? Like you can look at vertical integration to find it, the opportunity, right? Maybe I just invest in the batteries. 
or the raw materials that produce the battery. Then you make money independent of the manufacturer. Or maybe your angle is the charging stations. If they're trying to push us all to having EV vehicles, where everybody gonna charge up at, right? Where everybody gonna charge up at? So I know that there's a couple names out there and they've been beat down year to day. Their numbers are not sexy. Charge Point, which is CHPT, and Blink, B-L-N-K. Those are just a couple of names in the EV charging space. They're both under $10 a share, and some people call it mud place, approaching penny stock land. Not saying jump in two feet first, but you could do some research. I just wanted to give you a couple of names to get you started. Started as far as buying, but start as far as doing research. You research these companies and names and see if you can find an opportunity there. And one other that I want to leave you guys with, Drive, D-R-I-V. Drive is the Global X Autonomous and Electric Vehicles ETF. So this is an exchange traded fund. If you don't want the um, risk of monitoring an individual name and just having exposure that way, if you rather have more of a, a passive approach to that, you can look at DRIV, which is an exchange traded fund currently trading at $24.79 per share at the time of this recording. Um, they have a 1.13% dividend yield and a 0.68% expense ratio. Its PE ratio is a 14.3, which is good to me. That's in the sweet spot. I like PEs between 10 and 30 from a value investment lens. And when we go and look at their top holdings, so that's the most important thing when you do an ETF investment. You want to look at the top holdings. What are the top tickers that are influencing the share price going up or down? And in the DRIV, ETF, you have 7% of ownership in NVIDIA, ticker NVDA. You get five and a quarter percent exposure to Tesla, TSLA. Three and a half percent of the portfolio of that fund is in Apple, AAPL. Another three and a half percent is in Alphabet, which is Google, G-O-O-G-L. They have two and three quarters percent exposure in Toyota Motor Club. Corporation, which is TM. They got two and three quarter percent exposure to Intel Corp, INTC, two and a half percent in Qualcomm, which is QCOM, that's QCOM for Qualcomm, two and a quarter percent exposure in Microsoft, MSFT, two and an eighth percent in Honeywell International, HON. And then one and three quarters weight in an on semiconductor corp. ON is their ticker. So you can see it's a lot of high tech names in that ETF. And as I look on the chart here, year to date, the Global X Autonomous and Electric Vehicles ETF is up 24.5% year to date. All right. Actually, 24 and three quarters percent year to date. All right, so that's a you know that's quite a run from a, a passive perspective. And that way, if you notice though, with that they're they're investing in the technology, right? They're investing in the technology, not so much in the actual manufacturers of the top ten holdings. They do have 
two actual vehicle manufacturers, but the other eight in the top 10 are all technology plays. They have Tesla as well as Toyota, right? Which combined represents about just shy of 10% of the portfolio's holdings. A little over 90% of everything else is in, in tech names like NVIDIA, Apple, Google, Intel, Qualcomm, Microsoft, and Honeywell's and on semiconductor. So Something to consider. Wanted to give you guys that. And we'll do real quick here before we get ready to wrap up. I was going to pick three tickets to look at. I was going to do one that was down, that was negative for the year to date. I was going to look at one that was middle of the road, somewhere between 20 to 50% up, roll, up rate year to date. And then one that was a high flyer. Really, the middle road would probably be 20 to, 20 to 40%, but then a high flyer, something over 40 so three different ones. So I'm going to start with the slow mover first, and that would be General Motors, which is down 2.5% year-to-date, currently trading at $32.82 per share. 52-week range, a low of 31.11 and a high of 43.63. All right. There uh, has a P.E. ratio of 4.62, which from a price to earnings standpoint, could be a value play. It has a 36 cent per share dividend yield, which represents a one a dividend, which represents a one percent yield. Um, the one-year target, according to the folks over at Yahoo Finance, is 49.66 from 32.88. So that's pretty bullish. Um, their 52-week range is again a low of 31.11 and a high of 43.63. They see 49.66. So they see another $6 above the 52-week range they already experienced. So be interesting to see what GM is cooking up. I encourage you all to do some research on them just to see what's going on with the goings-on. As we look under the hood real quick to just look at these numbers and see, okay, this is the most recent report as of June 30th, so not too um, old of data. It's about time for them to have a, a, a new report, though. Um, looks like the next report from GM is going to come out uh, last week of October, so a little over a month from now. But um, the financial highlights from the last report, profit margin 6%, operating margin 6.5%, return on assets 2.5%, and return on equity 14%. So all four numbers are up and positive. Um, for the ratio, revenue for the trailing 12 months just shy of $170 billion, which represents quarterly revenue growth up year over year 25%. EBITDA, earnings before interest tax depreciation and amortization, $17 billion to the good. And quarterly earnings growth up year over year 51.7%. Solid. So of the six key financial ratios, all six are positive, and three of them are in double digits. All right. Cash on hand for the most recent quarter, $27.5 billion versus $121 billion of total debt. So they have enough cash they can pay their bills, and they're growing their top and bottom lines. So under the hood, it looks all good. Um, General Motors looks like a winner to me fundamentally, and it's not like their stock is in the trash, right? It's just not up relative to other companies in the, in the space. Year to date is pretty much flat, you know, two and a half percent down. Um, in the last 12 months, it's down 15 percent. 
in the last five years down four and a half percent. So there's been some challenges with GM stock. They've had some ebbs and flows over the last 16 of the last six months is down 19% over the last month down 10% and down 2% over the last week. So that would be one for me to really watch and see what impact would the auto show do for it because that's the laggard of one of the laggards in the automotive industry as we've seen because we've covered a lot of the year to dates and obviously there's some opportunity for GM to bounce back. So next one I want to cover another hometown hero uh, representing the big three and that's Stellantis. Stellantis ticker STLA. I selected this one as one middle of the road because they're up 28% year to date. So not a high flyer like Tesla up 104%, but also not an outlier like Volkswagen, which is down 15% year to date. Um, 28% is very respectable year to date. If we look at their 52-week range, they've been as low as 1157 and as high as 2071, currently trading at $18.16. So you're talking about the opportunity to accumulate at under 20 bucks a share. That is very attractive to a guy like me, but I like cheaper shares from an accumulation standpoint, but just because it's a low price per share doesn't mean it's the best company in your portfolio. Guys like me are attracted to lower numbers, um, but not penny stocks. I am a bargain shopper, but I don't I don't like to do penny stocks. At least not often. All right. So they have PE ratio of 2.64. So that's crazy amazing from a price to earnings perspective. Dollar forty eight cents per share that they pay in dividend, which represents an 8.14% yield. Where can you get 8% annual yield on your money? Certainly not under your mattress or in a shoebox or at your uh, local bank or credit union, right? You're getting more than 10 times what you would get at the bank if you can get an 8% yield on your money from a company like Stellantis. I mean, I know they're the newest buyer of the Chrysler Group. I think Daimler used to own them and some other folks, but they'll be around, in my opinion. They have 272,000 employees worldwide, and Stellantis' company was founded in 1899, based in the Netherlands. Been around since 1899. That's some longevity. They've been getting money since the 1800s. They know how to get money. It says that the company offers this product under the a Barth, Alfa Romero, Chrysler, Citroen, Dodge, Fiat, Jeep, Maserati, Ram, Opel, Lancia, Vauxhall, Pugo, and Texit, and Kamal brands. It sells its products directly as well as through distributors and dealers. All right. So Stellantis engages in the design, engineering, manufacturing, distribution, and sale of automobiles and light commercial vehicles, engines, transmission systems, metallurgical products, mobility services, and production systems worldwide. It provides luxury and premium passenger vehicles, pickup trucks, sports utility vehicles, and commercial vehicles, and parts and services, as well as retail and dealer financing, leasing, and rental services. So Stellantis is out here doing their thing with both domestic to the United States as well as international brands as the company is based in Hoofdorp in the Netherlands. All right. So 
Again, it was that number 1899. All right. So last but not least, we're going to take a peek under the hood. It's Delantis, 10.5% gross profit margin, 12.5% operating margin, 7 and 3 quarters percent return on assets, 27.5% return on equity. Revenue just shy of $190 billion, representing quarterly revenue growth up year over year, just shy of 12%. EBITDA, $28 billion to the good, and quarterly earnings growth year over year, 37 and a quarter percent to the good. Total cash on hand, $52.5 billion, relative to total debt of $29.5 billion. So Stellantis has enough cash on hand, they can go to the bank tomorrow pay off all of their debt, both long-term and short-term, and still have over $20 billion liquid remaining, um, which is very impressive. So that one looks really, really good to me. And I like the fact that they're not just um, domestic U.S. They got global brands and have representation and not just passenger vehicles, but also uh, trucks and luxury. You got the luxury with the Maserati and Alfa Romero type stuff. And then you got the trucks with Dodge and Jeep. I think they have a pretty um, nice spread. Ram, they got Ram in there as well. So, you know, Dodge and, and Jeep and Ram are very strong pillars in truck and SUV basis. All right. So we're going to get ready to wrap this thing on up. I have one more for you before we close out. And we can always look at some more in some future episodes. Before I get to my last one, I'm going to take a quick pause for the calls. I'm going to pay some of these bills, take a listen and support some of our sponsors, and then come right back and tap in for more of the Bullish Picks podcast with your main man, 100 grand, Ken Blaine Sorrell. We'll be right back. Great meals start with Mount Sinai olive oil. Mount Sinai olive oil is first cold pressed with no added preservatives, which gives it a rich and delicious flavor. No matter what's for dinner, Mount Sinai olive oil is here with the delicious pure oil to pair it with. Shop online at MountSinaiOliveOil.com. <laughs> 